in 2005. We've grown our team since then. That's us with uh, with Governor Hobbs there. Um, on the left side of the screen, uh, we represent the East Valley Chambers of Commerce Alliance, of which the Mesa Chamber is a member. That is all the chambers in the East Valley uh, that have uh, come together and, and formed an organization based on consensus, uh, whereby if a chamber doesn't agree on a position or policy, they can go off and do their own thing on it, but together we're the largest chamber organization in the state. Uh, our firm also represents the Arizona Association for Economic Development. And like I said, our favorite client, of course, is the Mesa Chamber of Commerce. So uh, we've gotten a lot of work uh, done in economic development and, and uh, business advocacy space. And that's just kind of our street cred with some logo splashes. Um, there we go. This is our legislative session. Um, it is still ongoing. Typically, our session runs... 100 days, um, give or plus a few days uh, due to budget talks. Um, it rarely ever um, gets past late June because our fiscal year begins in Jul on July 1. Um, however, they have kept it open the session after passing a budget, which starts on July 1, and we'll talk about that. Um, and they're, they're doing some work and we'll come back on July 31st to possibly pass some additional legislation, but to likely go home. The reason they're keeping this open, at least the stated reason in public, is that they're trying to work on some of the appointments that Governor Hobbs has made to our agencies. Um, there were a lot of vetoed bills this year. That's all right. It's because of the legislature being dominated by Republicans and a, a new governor who's a Democrat, which we'll talk about here in just a second. There she is, Katie Hobbs. Uh, we worked with Katie when she was in the, the legislature. She started in the House, went to the Senate, became our Secretary of State and won the gubernatorial election in November. Um, her stated focuses are on empowerment scholarship accounts. We're doing away with those, which she believes are in competition with K-12 education. Uh, think of those as school vouchers, where, whereby if a child um, gets X number of dollars from the state, they can take those dollars to a private or public institution. Affordable housing, water supply protection, she also stated as top goals in her state of the state. Uh, this is the legislature. It is divided. Um, oh, excuse me. It's, it, its margins are close. 31 Republicans, 29 in the House, 16 and 14 in the Senate, respectively. The reason these numbers are important is because that any bill that receives a 30-30 vote or a 15-15 vote fails to move forward in the process. So the Republicans, although they have a majority, have to hang together on issues or uh, things fail to move forward. Uh, new Senate and House leadership, Warren Peterson, is from the East Valley. He's from Gilbert. Uh, arguably a farther right um, Senate president. He tends to believe that uh, government is best left with its hands off private business um, and votes that way very frequently. Uh, Mr. Toma uh, is actually from Romania. He immigrated here, uh, has a real estate business, uh, strong faith background and um, uh, a pretty large family. Uh, good guy. He's tackled some big issues here in, in Arizona. Um, I'd say he's more of a consensus builder than, um, than Senator Peterson, um, although Senator Peterson may dispute me on that. Eh, he might agree with me too. Um, this is our budget real quick. Um, and again, what I'm going to try and do is give you guys an overview of the legislative process and, and uh, budget prior to delving into some tech issues. So what you see on the screen there, unless you're wheel driving, uh, is a 10-year span of the uh, uh, of the adopted budget by the legislature. The point of this slide is that 
the legislators and the governor um, have taken good care of our state from a fiscal standpoint. They've kept revenues and expenditures in line. Uh, overlaid on that graph is population. Uh, you can see how we are growing, um, but at a slower rate than spending. Um, so, you know, take from that what you will. We just thought it was an interesting statistic. But your uh, legislature and your governor has continually passed a balanced budget over the past few years. This is where your money is spent. The biggest chunk is on K-12 education. Um, you wrap the community colleges and universities in that. Um, almost two-thirds of your budget is spent on um, education in some way, shape, or form. Uh, budget highlights. This is what was in the budget that was passed in late May that went into effect on July 1st. Aggregate expenditure limit. Um, our K-12 schools, uh, which are the pipeline for our workforce, um, are up against what's called an aggregate expenditure limit. It's a constitutional provision uh, within the Arizona Constitution that that it prohibits districts and community colleges from spending X number of dollars. It's based on uh, their student population, enrollment growth, and it's adjusted for inflation over time. But the legislature and the governors have given K-12 education so much money over the past few years that they're up against that expenditure limit. So it's like um, the, the congressional adjustment for the debt ceiling, but this is an exercise that they're gonna to have to go through annually. We don't like it as a business community. Imagining if you have X number of dollars in your bank account as a business, but you couldn't spend it and you're a service business provider. Um, that'd be a bad way to run a business. In the case of the schools, their product is uh, graduates that can perform in our businesses. So, um, what they did, what the legislature did, was adjusted this expenditure limit upward to allow K-12 to spend what the legislature appropriated this year. Dependent tax refund, those of you that have kids or dependents will get some sort of refund if you have elected to take it in the past. Um, housing trust fund, they got money to that. Micro business loan, that's for businesses that would otherwise not qualify for a S an SBA loan or traditional funding. Uh, Democrats have wanted that for a couple decades, and, and they finally got it through in the budget process this year. Foreign trade offices, those of you that do business overseas, uh, we will add Taiwan, South Korea, and Germany uh, to our foreign trade offices. We currently have offices in Mexico City and Israel that have produced some strong ties with businesses in each of those countries for Arizonas that work um, and trade overseas. Broadband funding. There was a lot of broadband funding contained within this budget that was to draw down the 900 plus million dollars that Congressman Stanton and others worked with the president on at the federal level. Uh, so we're going to see a lot of work on broadband uh, and connectivity over the next few years. But the legislature did include money to help draw down those federal dollars in the budget. And then the last piece on this slide is the is transportation funding. And I'll get into that a little bit later. All right, let's start, let's start off with technology economic development. Um, at the top there, there are three bills specifically that we thought would be of interest to you. Uh, public infrastructure improvements and reimbursements. There's a mechanism in our statute that allows large scale manufacturers, think TSMC, uh, Intel's $20 billion expansion, uh, and, and businesses of that size and that nature that have a multiplier effect throughout our economy, especially in Mesa and the East Valley. Those businesses, if they're expanding enough 
or creating enough jobs and qualify for uh, this program, it captures the sales tax dollars on the construction of those facilities and dedicates it for municipal and county infrastructure. So if Mr. Jeniak in Mesa brought a huge manufacturer in that qualified for this program, you could capture those sales tax dollars and dedicate it for the water, wastewater, and streets leading up to that facility. Um, it's It's been used well. Uh, it's a good economic development tool, and that got signed by the governor a few weeks ago. Uh, economic Opportunity Industrial Development Authority, those of you that have used the Arizona Finance Authority, um, that got continued for another four years. So that's an important bill that uh, we got across the finish line that the governor signed as well. Um, and then the uh, seller's disclosure, water, batteries, solar facilities. Um, if you're a business that does um, solar or battery creation um, and you haul water off the property, that's got to be disclosed in the sale of the business. Not that big of a deal in terms of, of bills, but something that you guys might want to be aware of if, if you're looking at selling facilities and you're in those businesses. Uh, workforce development. Again, the students of today are the workforce of tomorrow. There were a number of provisions in the budget that help with adult learning, CTED uh, funding, uh, STEM funding, uh, and other things that go to our uh, career and technical education districts community college districts, universities, and other partners that produce the workers uh, for tomorrow. Uh, workforce Innovation Opportunity Grant, there's $30 million in the budget for that. Uh, the 6.4 million for continuing high school and workforce training programs, that's targeted at, uh, toward adults that haven't um, completed their degrees. Uh, in Arizona, you can go up to the age of 21 um, and get your high school diploma. Then you have to look at other opportunities. This is targeting those populations that uh, uh, missed their, their high school graduation. Uh, STEM, um, that got some money at $18 million. That's primarily for rural community colleges, um, but uh, uh, some can come into the Valley. Dual enrollment funding, that's where you can be in high school class and a community college class at the same time. That got $15 million in the budget. And then the uh, community colleges, uh, non-credit workforce training program, um, that got included in the expenditure limitation for the community college districts in Senate Bill 1400. Transportation issues. We all have to get our, uh, our uh, product from one place to another in some way, shape, or form, or product to our workplace in some way, shape, or form. There were $600 million in expenditures for transportation. We had a budget surplus this year of about $2.4 billion in Arizona. That got dispersed to transportation projects, public works projects, and other things throughout the state. Um, it was an interesting exercise that our legislature went through in that they gave each member X number of dollars and said, how would you spend it? Some of them wanted to return the dollars to the taxpayers of their district, which was the, uh, uh, the dependent tax credit that we talked about. And then a lot of it was poured into uh, needed infrastructure projects throughout the state. In terms of how that impacts Mesa, SR24 will get extended over to Ironwood and then further over to the canal uh, because of uh, the work of some East Valley legislators that was included in the budget. And then I-10 expansion, which is actually the picture you see on your screen, from Casa Grande to, um, to Phoenix, uh, I-10 is two lanes each way. 
whenever there's a jackknife tractor trailer or God forbid somebody passes away in an accident, that, that interstate shuts down. That causes all kinds of problems for on-time delivery of movement or on-time delivery of, of goods trying to get down to Tucson or further inland. Um, we have um, uh, worked with Senator Kelly's office to try and get a grant on this. We'll try again next year. Um, but the legislature has put forth $400 million last year and $160 million this year, in addition to some other expenditures. So big 27-mile project, but it is the last remaining stretch of I-10 that needs to be widened. So that's an important one right there. Proposition 400, um, that is the regional half cent sales tax we pay in Maricopa County. It has paid for the widening of the 202, uh, widening of the 101, widening of the US 60, Mesa's light rail system, and some of the street projects in Mesa. Uh, that is up for reauthorization in 2025. Um, the legislature has to authorize a bill that allows the county to put it on the ballot for the voters to approve. Lots of layers of approval there. The legislature in its infinite wisdom decided that they know better than all the mayors in our municipalities of the Valley and they didn't like light rail being included. So the governor got a bill that limited light rail, actually didn't, didn't allow it to be included in the system. And she ultimately vetoed it, said, you guys need to do better. Listen to your local municipalities. So that could be one of the issues that the legislature tackles on July 31st when they come back. But uh, right now, everybody's on vacation. Looking real quick, future issues. Education is always going to be an issue here in Arizona. Uh, there never seems to be enough money to attract teachers or, or get us where we need to be um, in terms of full classrooms or, or classrooms with a, a student to teacher ratio that's good. Homelessness, um, hard to believe that anybody would be homeless today, um, but uh, we, we do have a homelessness problem in the state. Local governments are trying to tackle that the best way they can, but um, uh, there is funding that's needed for that. So that'll be an ongoing discussion with the legislature. Land use and zoning. Um, we fought back on some of the bills that were going to change the uh, land use and zoning statutes in Arizona and do away with local control. Reason being, um, if you have an apartment complex that goes in next to perhaps one of your manufacturing facilities, that's not a good land use um, decision. Uh, the bill that was going through the legislature would have allowed that. So we pushed back on it and it ultimately died, but the, the conversation isn't open. So there isn't over. So it's gonna be an issue into the future. Of course, transportation, uh, hopefully we can get the Proposition 400 reauthorization, the regional transportation tax done in a manner that makes everybody happy. And then water. Uh, water's been an issue lately um, in the media because of the cutbacks on the Colorado River. Now, it, Arizona has planned for water shortfalls. We've done a good job of taking care of our water. We have banked groundwater. We have put um, restrictions in place. There are a few more coming that the limit how we can use water. Um, or, or, or restrictions on, on how we use water. Um, for Mesa, Mesa's in a good position. A lot of the water it gets is from SRP, which is a completely other watershed than the Colorado River. The, the Bartlett Lake, Apache Lake, Roosevelt Lake, all those dammed up lakes and rivers that feed into the SRP system are in pretty good shape after this uh, winter. So. 
In terms of, of Mesa, we're in a good spot for water. You will continue to hear about cutbacks in the West because of the Colorado River issue, which is completely separate from SRP, but it is going to be an ongoing issue. And with that, Mr. Bob, I will stop there and see if there are any questions about either the topics that I brought up, or if you guys have questions about anything else, I'll do my best to answer them. Uh, so Eric, I'll, I'll actually kick us off with a question for you real quick. Uh, in relation to the water issues, do you see uh, at, at the government level concern that the water issues will impact economic development? Then the firms may not choose to come here if their business happens to be water intensive or anything like that? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's one that um, hopefully our economic developers have their talking points ready because you're right, Bob, there are, um, there are newspaper articles in the, in the Wall Street Journal. There are, uh, uh, you know, CNBC's reporting that the Southwest is, is drying up and that has an impact on companies that are either looking to expand or looking to locate in, in states um, in the West, such as, as California and Arizona. So um, our problem, it's, it's not that bad of a problem. It's something that we're aware of, but we've been good stewards of our water and have prepared for this for some time. Tom, you, you look like you're ready to ask a question. No, I'm just listening. My my daughter actually starts at the Arizona uh, uh, Commerce Authority next week. And she graduated from ASU uh, with her master's. And uh, she's doing some cool stuff with water. She worked for the state water department for a while. So I'm just intently listening. And I <laughs> thought I'd give her a plug while I'm on the phone here. The ACA does good work. Um, they're... they're I talked about the broadband funding. They've got the broadband office. They are the first um, line of advocacy in terms of getting businesses into our state. And they, they just do great work over there. And, and do, you, um, do you see anything in this? Probably I'll feed into um, giving Naya a chance to update us on some of the more congressional level stuff. But um, do you see a lot of effort at the state to really attract more technology than what we've already attracted? Yeah, there are some economic development tools, Bob, um, that have been focused on uh, data centers in particular in Arizona. Um, we have actively sought out um, the uh, uh, microchip industry. Um, that's how you see TSMC coming here rather than any place else in the world where they could have gone with a $40 billion investment. So why you see Intel making a $20 billion investment here. So um, yes, we have focused on technology here um, for actually a couple decades and it's finally paying off. It's just a cluster that we have really tried to target. Yeah, you know, I will say um, uh, the old CEO of um, Intel, uh, his name was Barrett. About 20 years ago, I was listening to him at a uh, economic development conference and he said that, you know, we'll never attract people and he didn't even know if he would have brought Intel here. We wouldn't have improved our ed educational uh, system. And there always seems to be that kind of lag with Arizona. Are they doing anything uh, to meet the needs of those uh, tech jobs that are out there uh, to provide workers? Yeah, great question. Um, yes, um, our education system gets kind of a bad rap, kind of like our water. Um, our graduates are they're really pretty good. They compete. Um, with East Coast schools uh, on national tests. 
Um, but the advocates that want just more money into the education um, industry uh, say that, oh, we're 50th in the state or 49th in the state, along with 13 or 14 other states. Uh, but, uh, but yes, we have, we do well, our high schools do well teaching, our universities and community colleges um, are, are top notch. And what we've done is to focus on the backbone of, of those tech industries. And ASU um, has, has uh, done some stuff with the microchip sector um, out at uh, out by Phoenix Mesa Gateway. Um, they've got some plans to do some stuff out there. And then they're partnering with the private sector to make sure that that pipeline's there to fill the workforce that's needed for those fab plants. This would have been a good opportunity for my co-host or my <laughs> co-chair to uh, chime in on uh, the Maricopa IT Institute and why it was created by the Maricopa Community College system in the first place, which was to create a feeder uh, for technology-based students to get a foot in the door, um, whether it's cybersecurity, programming, IT, networking, whatever it is, um, that's basically what, what her organization does. So I'll, I'll put that in on her behalf. There you go. <laughs> so um, any other questions for Eric? All right, well. All right, I'm gonna drop off and go get on, my son from an engineering camp. Now he's got a question for you. Oh. Yes, sorry about that. So um, as far as kind of like your approach and outreach for SR24 um, and grants go, kind of what, what has that looked like at least with like kind of coordinating with the with the federal level and, and kind of securing funds for that? What kind of challenges yeah. have you seen? In, um... Yeah, SR24 hasn't been much of a problem because it's, it's a smaller project than the I-10 expansion. Uh, there have been several iterations of uh, money that have gone into that over the past few years from the legislature specifically. Uh, but as far as federal grants, that's a question for ADOT. We haven't been involved in that particular one. Um, I don't know that they've actually sought any, to be candid with you. Um, but um, uh, it's, it's, it's a project that will need to go all the way over to the U.S. 60 or that I-10 reliever that's supposed to come up from uh, the Coolidge area. So. Um, we'll be definitely reaching out to you at some point in time uh, to see what's available. For... And then is the experience with kind of the I-10 expansion, is that kind of more where the challenges come in with like grant money and? Yeah, kind of we received some, okay. we put in for a mega grant on that, Naya, and didn't get it. We were told by, of course, there were a lot of projects throughout the country pursuing those dollars, but we were told that we were excluded because there wasn't a bicycle or pedestrian path along a section of interstate, which makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but we'll try again. Thank you. All right. Well, Eric, I'll, uh, I know you, you've got a busy schedule, so I'll, uh, if you want to, vamoose, I'll let All you right. vamoose. Thanks for uh, having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time today and um, we'll talk soon. So um, since you're here, Naya, uh, let's give you some time. You can give us some updates on what's going on federal. Okay, well, this is actually uh, a great meeting to jump on to. I know that the uh, Congressman is going to be at ASU giving kind of a, as a moderator on manufacturing um, their congressional conference that they do, I think yearly. Um, 
as far as, you know, updates, this is, this is my first meeting, so I'm kind of looking for you guys to, to share with me um, what these genuinely look like. Um, I know you had mentioned that the council meetings that you guys have are kind of to um, not create a digital divide in Mesa. So previously, what have these kind of conversations looked like? So um, a lot of our conversations are around ways that we can engage the community. Um, so we did a survey at the very beginning of the year of chamber membership um, to talk about some areas that we thought maybe the, the committee could lead. Um, and uh, Will's raising his hand, so I'm going to let Will speak. Oh, I was just going to I was going to go after you, Bob, but um I wanted to flag for Naya and uh, and for the congressman and Seth and everybody over there. Tell them I said hello. Uh, ACP Affordable Connectivity Program. I know the I know that uh, Congressman Stanton, who I keep wanting to call Mayor Stanton because that's what I called him when I worked for him, um, is is a big champion of it. But that's huge. The Affordable Connectivity Program is a federal grant that makes broadband connections affordable to people based on income, based on how many people they have in their home, and the funding for that is going to run out in the middle of. 2024 at some point. Um, so it's really important that we all champion getting that funding, which really bridged the digital divide during COVID, allowed people to do things like work from home, you know, start businesses from their home. When that funding runs out, it's 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 gonna put a crunch on a lot of people and it's kind of hasn't really gone anywhere. So hopefully we can all be singing from the same songbook on that one. Can you um since you didn't say anything about that when we had the lobbyist on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was trying not to die. Will you, okay, fair. Um, will you send me an email and I'll make sure that uh, that we get that over to Eric? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Um, but but the idea behind what we're doing is to give our technology companies the, the venue to really kind of exactly what Will just did, kind of bring up those things that, hey, these are things that impact our community, these are areas that we can work as a group to, to influence. Um, we also wanna create a space for our other members to engage the technology community. So um, this was something that Diane and I had talked about uh, earlier this year too, was um, our businesses don't necessarily have a place where they can go to ask questions or get help um, if they need to engage with technology in some way. So. Um, the city of Mesa has a fantastic Mesa business builder program um, that we here at the chamber have been involved with over the last three years. And, and that program has really showed, shown us that our, the vast majority of our business community has opportunities to engage in tech, to improve their business. And nine times out of 10, it's a hesitancy on an emotional level and not a a restriction of finances or a restriction of, you know, of inability. It's just they, they're hesitant emotionally to get what they need to move forward. So part of the role of this committee is to help provide a venue where a business can reach out and say, hey, we don't, we want to sell things online, but we don't really know what that means or, or how to proceed. And we really don't want to get taken advantage of. So um, this committee would give them a place to come to to kind of get guidance and and sort of move forward in a productive way so okay thank you and yeah. thank you will of, uh, about flagging the um, affordable connectivity program that is definitely something that i know conversations are being had on and it, i can also provide you know 
flag this for Seth um, and provide an update on that after we touch base with him. Um, because we have had uh, outreach on that and constituents reach out on that. So it's something that is on everyone's radar here. Um, and so, yes, yes, I, I can provide everyone an update on that. Um, if you wanted to you know, share emails or even are these monthly meetings that happen or? These are, and I'll, okay. I'll put you on next month's meeting. Okay. Kind of, so you, you have it. Um, I'll okay. probably try to get that invite out today yet. Yeah, that would be great. Just so we can get everybody ahead of time, and you know, Will will have a chance to park the car before he uh, before he joins. Thank you. I just like messing with Will. Is he even still there? Are you even still there, Will? Yes, I'm still here. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. Don't worry about it. Anyway, um, Kim, welcome to the welcome to the meeting. I think this is your first time. If you want to do a quick intro. Hey, thank you for having me. Sorry, I was a little late. I had a, a call that ran a little longer than I expected. Um, thank you uh, for putting this together, Bob. Yes, this is my my first meeting here. Um, Terry thought it would be a good idea for me as a newer member of the chamber to come into this meeting and get to know everybody. So I represent a company called GoCirco. GoCirco is a local company, um, local to Arizona, right there off of university. And what we do is we provide call recording solutions to all of the 911 dispatch centers, whether it's police, fire department, um, anybody that has a dispatch center where those calls need to be recorded. Often the DA's office um, would like to have recordings for, for events that go to court. So our loggers, it is mandated that all of these centers have call recording. So we provide that service for them. Um, not just call recording solutions, but I think our number one product is our exceptional customer service. That's really what we're known in the market for is our customer service and really making sure that we help our customers um, on the entire Western side of the uh, country. So we do that. We also provide here locally um, 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 security solutions when it comes to cameras for either those dispatch centers, um, private businesses. Pollock is a big customer, customer of ours. Um, I was at Mesa PD today. So a lot of our corporate customers want to have those security cameras with LMR, uh, which is, um, we have license plate readers. We've got um, certain, you know, very special cameras so that we can see people that are approaching the the um, the building or leaving the building or cars that are parked out front, et cetera. So um, thanks again, Bob. Yeah, I'm, I'm brand new to the, to the chamber and this is my first meeting here. So it's great to meet everyone. Good to have you. So yeah, um, did, you, I'm sorry, Bob, did you say it's Go Circle? Go Circle. So G-O-S-E-R-C-O. It's Goin Service Company. It was started by a, a Navy veteran. Um, his name was Larry Gowen, G-O-I-N, and now his son, Jeff, G-E-O-F-F, -F, um, is the sole owner. And so uh, it's a very, it's a really neat story, just the way he went into business. Um, we've been in business since 1991, and we have an incredible footprint. And one of the things that um, the owner, Jeff, is very spirited about is getting involved in community, showing community support. Um, my Part of my purpose, not just being a sales director, but getting involved in the community and having a lot of, you know, um, you know making sure that 
organizations out there have support. So we do a lot of um, nonprofit support and what have you. So we get very involved in community. We're on University Boulevard, right down the road from the chamber. Okay, thank you. You got it. So um, we do have a we do have a few people that that normally would be here. Unfortunately, they were not with us today. Um, I did get um, uh, Meta had told us they weren't going to be able to be here today. Um, ASU had told us they weren't going to be here today. So we do have a few of our consistent attendees that that unfortunately weren't with us today. Um, for the August, August meeting, I'm not, it's July, right? Yeah, okay. For the August meeting, <laughs> um, I think I, I'm going to ask Diane to reach out to the um, Arizona Advanced Manufacturing Institute. So she works closely with them, of course, because of the synergies that they have. They are sort of another institute of uh, Maricopa Community Colleges. And, and I'm going to see if we can get um, them to come in and do a presentation about what they do. Um, in relation to how they work with employers and how they work with technology in the manufacturing sector uh, and things like that. So um, I'll, as soon as I get that, that sealed, um, I'll update you on that agenda as well. Uh, I'll also let you know that in relation to some of the previous things that we've discussed in previous meetings, Tom, you might be the only person that, that knows, um, but we had agreed that we were going to tilt the committee a little bit more heavily towards encouraging membership to communicate inward to us, to you know, help us understand more about what their needs are and things like that. Um, so I am creating a, a basically a form that members or others, they don't even have to be members of the chamber, can fill out um, with their technology related needs or questions or you know, whatever it is that, that they're wanting to get assistance with. And then um, Diane and I are gonna review those as they come in to determine if it's something that would be good for the committee to discuss, or if there's really just a member that we can refer them to um, that can meet that need for them. Um, and that should help drive a lot of content around discussion for us in terms of, you know, how does our technology community address or engage in a particular issue? So. Um, look forward to some more of that getting integrated into our regular monthly agenda. Um, that's pretty much all I had. I, I won't keep you till the full four, but I'm happy to open up the field if anybody's got any questions or, or uh, anything to contribute. Very good then. I will close with two things. Um, there are two events that the chamber is producing coming up. Um, they're events that actually I produce one of them is the 24-hour business plan challenge. That is a partnership that we have with the business department at uh, Mesa Community College through our Green Flag Mesa program. And what that is, is exactly as the name implies, we invite uh, entrepreneurs that want to start a business to literally come to the chamber and spend 24 hours planning that, that business plan. They create that business plan in 24 hours. They turn that in. Um, when that 24 hours is done, they get judged usually by some members of SCORE, um, some members of SBDC, uh, some chamber members, sort of a committee approach. Uh, and then we have a little bit of a, a prize for the winner of that. Would love to have participants as coaches. So basically people that are just here to kind of help them. Uh, we're not looking for people that are super mega business plan experts. It's really just about being available to kind of talk them through, you know, some of the things that are happening to them over that 24 hours. So 
you know, maybe you're helping them look something up or you're kind of helping them understand what, what they need to do, that kind of thing. It's ridiculous amounts of fun. Um, it's 24 straight hours. You don't have, you don't, you wouldn't have to be here all 24 hours. I do, but you wouldn't. Um, anyway, if you're interested in either being a sponsor or a supporter or an engaged volunteer in that, let me know. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> the other event that by the way is, um, September 25th to September 26th. So it's that Friday, Saturday. I think that's a Friday. Tom, can you confirm that for me? The 26th and- No, nope, it's not. It's, um, it's the 22nd and 23rd. So it's that Friday, Saturday. Okay. Uh, the second event is actually um, our version of Shark Tank meets TED Talk. Uh, and we call that the Mesa Pitch. Um, that is a fantastic event where six entrepreneurs get three minutes to pitch their business to a panel of five judges. Those judges uh, include the mayor, so Mesa Mayor John Giles, um, Sally as the CEO of the chamber, um, some sponsors. So we, we have sponsors line up to judge that. And then um, each of the six participants puts together a three minute PowerPoint presentation. Um, we throw that up on the wall while they're talking. It's to a live audience. So they're actually pitching their business to a live audience. Um, it's a lot of fun. Tom, did you, did you go to that last year? Do you know, do you remember? I missed it, but I plan on being there this year. It, it was just, it was just a ton of fun because it's just got a lot of high energy to it. Um, Bill Jugeniak, the economic development director for the city of Mesa is the host. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. So if you, if you know someone or want to be engaged in that, I have a, a sponsorship deck I can send you um, and other information I can send you on that as well. So just reach out to me at Great. my chamber email. So. so Tom, yes, I'll send that to you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Um, that's all I had for you guys today. Thank you so much for being a uh, part of today's meeting. If you have any questions or even if you have an idea on a tech related topic that we would like to have somebody come in and talk to us about, please don't hesitate. Reach out and let me know. Um, your feedback drives where this committee goes and what this committee does. So um, anything you guys, anything you guys are interested in or even just curious about, let us know. Um, otherwise, we make Will sing for the entire hour, which I, you know, I'm behind the curve. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> I'm behind the curve here, guys. But Chat GPT, I just want to give it a plug. It's wonderful. You know, I, I should probably have somebody talk about Chat GPT at some point. I, I have avoided that topic just because it's been so prevalent in media right now. And I haven't had a speaker come in and talk to it. I should probably have a speaker come in and talk to it. I'll work on that. Yeah. Maybe something more AI general sort of trends sure. in AI, that kind of thing. Yeah. So cool. All right, you guys, thank you all for being here today. Have a great thank rest you. of your day. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Bye. Thanks, Bob. Bye, Will. Bye.